this is episode 657 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, July 22nd, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Resident Evil 2, the remake, and a lot of MCU news, which came out of San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend, and a little bit more Streets of Rage, probably. And by Streets of Rage, I mean Streets of Rogue, which is in no way a a roguelike version of Streets of Rage. But you already know that if you've listened to the last few episodes. But I might talk about that a bit more. But uh, mostly Resident Evil 2 and MCU. And then I'm just going to I'm gonna get out of here. Should be a short episode. So I'll start off with the MCU news. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. But I feel like over the last few years, there hasn't been a lot of big news to come out of San Diego Comic Con. Uh, and I didn't see much happening this past weekend either until Marvel had their panel to end the show. It was one of the last panels, if not the last panel. And this year marked the return of Marvel after they left for however many years. And they definitely came swinging. They had announcement after announcement after announcement. You know, I didn't hear much about San Diego Comic-Con, and then when Marvel had their panel, I just saw tweets and stories everywhere about this thing, and this show, and this movie, and all these things happened. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I was reminded of the existence of San Diego Comic-Con and that it was happening. So, what was announced was a lot of Phase 4 things, some series for the Disney Plus service, which will be launching in, I believe, November for $6.99 a month. You can also get it for 70 bucks annually, save uh, $14 there, and a handful of movies, along with some things to look forward to in the future, I guess. So what they announced movie-wise was Black Widow, which, fine, um, I don't really care anymore about Black Widow. Maybe if they were making a Black Widow movie three, five years ago, I would have cared more if it was situated around the same time as Winter Soldier and Civil War. I I would have cared more, but at this point, post-Endgame, and the fact that this storyline is taking place... It is more interesting in that it's taking place prior to Endgame and Infinity War, so it it could be more fun and not a downer or whatever, but at the same time, I'm just kind of I have moved on. Don't really need any uh, Black Widow stuff in my life. And they also announced Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be a humor meets uh, gothic horror movie, which sounds interesting, though the humor element has me a bit concerned because one of my biggest problems with the first movie was the humor and how it didn't fit all the time and took me out of scenes. They would throw in humor in the middle of or right after a heavy emotional scene or a dark scene or whatever, and it felt tonally all over the place at times, and it it didn't work. So I'm a bit concerned about that, but having an MCU movie play around with horror elements sounds very cool, and Given how visually interesting the first Doctor Strange movie was, one of the most interesting MCU movies, if not the most interesting from a visual standpoint, 
what they could do with that gothic horror element could be really fun and cool. So I'm excited about that. They also announced the new Thor movie, Thor for Lover Thor. I don't know what it was called, but it will see the return of Natalie Portman, this time as Jane Thor. I guess she's a female Thor. They're going to both be Thor at the same time. I suddenly got a lift where I'm only talking like, what did Thor do to me? But uh, that could be fun. Uh, I'm hopeful for it because it is going to be directed again by Taika Waititi, who I love. I think is fantastic. So that should be a good time. And seeing Natalie Portman return is kind of cool because I think with the Dark World, there was some bad blood about something or other, and that's why she hasn't returned since. I believe in Endgame or whatever, all her scenes were cut scenes, deleted scenes from the Dark World. So that should be cool. Then was there one more movie announced? Trying to think. Oh, yeah, Eternals, which is a property I have absolutely no knowledge about. I don't know what the hell the Eternals are. When I see Eternal, I think Eternal Champions for Sega Genesis. I think it was on other platforms too, but I played it on Sega Genesis. I think it's included on the Sega Genesis Mini Classic, whatever it's called, that is coming out shortly, which seems so weird to me. Was that like some, is that just like a cult favorite? Even though I don't think it's a great game. It's a weird game. But uh, that has nothing to do with Eternals. Marvel's Eternals. Marvel's Eternals, in fact, is about a group of immortal aliens, I guess, who go around the galaxy universe saving people or whatever, and one of their storylines involves them coming to Earth and fighting the demons, the Dauntless, the Dreadnoughts, I don't know, something that begins with D uh, that isn't Dick, and that could be cool. It's got a really interesting cast. Angelina Jolie, Scarlett Johansson, not Scarlett Johansson, uh, Salma Hayek. That's close enough, right? They both begin with S. Shut up. Uh, Paperboy from Atlanta, that actor, whose name I still don't know. And Camille Nanjiani and a few more. So it's got an interesting cast. I'm surprised to see Angelina Jolie in an MCU movie. I thought she was done with acting. I thought that she was focusing on directing and producing and being behind the camera, but I guess I'm wrong. Though at the same time, I think there's a Maleficent 2 in the works, or it's almost coming out. It's already done. I have no idea, and I guess she would be playing Maleficent again. So I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But that that's a movie that... As it stands right now, I have zero interest in, but I had zero interest in the first Guardians when it was announced. Though I was a a bit more curious about that than this because I knew Guardians was going to have a talking raccoon and a tree that just says, I am Groot, which is weird and is something that makes me go, hmm. What is this about? Just having a group of immortal aliens doesn't sound all that interesting. Oh, great. They're immortal. They're aliens. Are they all going to look weird or are they just going to look like humans and just happen to be aliens? Um, So I I don't know what 
the characters look like from a visual standpoint and all that jazz, but it, it could be a Dark Horse movie. And I think that was it in terms of movies. Then series-wise, we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I assume is going to be taking place prior to Infinity War and Endgame, given that it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier and not Captain America and the Winter Soldier, given that unless he's not going to do it or he's going to take his time before he does it, Falcon is going to be picking up the mantle of Captain America in the future. So not sure where that falls in the timeline, but that could be fun because... Both those actors had pretty good chemistry in Civil War, playing off each other in a, in a buddy cop type of way, messing with each other and, and whatnot. So that could be fun. There's a Loki series, which follows Loki after the events of Endgame, and I couldn't care less about that series. I don't like Loki. I'm indifferent about Loki. Loki is fine. I I never understood why so many people loved Loki back when he was first introduced in the original Thor. And at this point, I feel like the love for him has waned quite a bit. I don't think people are as infatuated with Thor or with uh, Loki as they once were. But it could be good, I guess. I have no idea what it's about. Then there is a Wanda uh, Scarlet Witch. What is her last name? I keep thinking Wanda Sykes. That's not her name. That's a comedian and not a, a white superhero. Wanda, is it like some Gronkowski type of Polish-ass name? I know she's not Polish. But if, if, the ski, if, you, if you're skiing at the end of your name... Good chance you're Polish. Um, but the the series is called WandaVision, which I really don't like. That, that title alone makes me very uninterested in it. But it takes place after the events of Endgame, but brings back Vision, and in some ways, in some ways, ties to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because Wanda, uh, I was gonna say Wanda Sykes is in Doctor Strange too. But uh, Scarlet Witch will be in the this, uh, the next Doctor Strange movie. So is it Vision from another universe? Is it a creation from Scarlet Witch? I don't know. Because as, as far as I know, and I know very little, and when I say I know very little, I mean I know nothing about Scarlet Witch. But from what I've read here and there, I, I'm pretty sure people have said that she's very powerful and that in one storyline, she like killed half the people on the planet. Or no, I think she killed half or all of the mutants in this storyline. Something like that. So she's very powerful. Can she just be like, you know what, I'm just going to bring back Vision. It's not actually Vision. It's just like a hologram, but a really fucking good-looking hologram. It looks real, and that's that's enough for me. Maybe that'll be how it is. I don't know. And then we get a Hawkeye show, which could be really good. I've been a fan of Hawkeye through the movies. I thought for being the kind of non-powered superhero, he had some good moments and some good lines. 
and I'm not always the biggest fan of Jeremy Renner, but I, I think he's done a pretty good job in the role. And this series looks like it will, though no confirmation, but it looks like it will follow the Matt Fraction books, which I've heard great things about. I've never read them, but I've, I've heard very good things about his Hawkeye run. So that could be pretty good, and I think that's it. There's also an anime series, What If, which is exactly what it sounds like. It, it takes characters and storylines and says, what if this happened? So what if these heroes teamed up together? What if this ended up going this way? What if this superhero also had this uh, ability or, or whatnot? That could be fun, but given... Marvel's track record with animated movies, at least. I'm not as hopeful for that, or I'm not excited about it, because when it comes to animated stuff, DC has a much better track record. That's where they tend to excel, as opposed to Marvel, uh, which excels w with the the live-action movies. Um, so, yeah. Those are all the series, I think. Oh yeah, there's another movie that that Shangli Shangli. I don't remember what the title is or the character, but that could be pretty cool because I think it's gonna be mo. I think it's all martial arts. I don't think there are powers or anything. I could be wrong, but I think it's gonna be an MC movie that focuses on martial arts with an all Asian cast, and it looks like it's gonna be fucking cool. That sounds awesome to me. I like martial arts, and a big ass budget martial arts movie. Could be really, really good with a good storyline. You know how often that happens? Not often. One of my favorite martial arts movies that I think has a really good, simple storyline and good acting across the board is Unleashed with Jet Li, which you should see if you've never seen it. It's got Jet Li, Morgan Freeman, and Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins is the villain. He has... He had... um. Uh, Jet Li, since he was a kid, I believe his name is Danny in the movie, and he turned him into his fighting dog. He puts a leash on him, and he's able to take off this leash and just get him to attack people who aren't behaving him. Uh, he's like a mobster, Bob Hoskins is, and he got the boy when he was very young from his mother who owed money or whatever, and trained him to do all this, and he then gets... Um, he doesn't break away or anything, but he, he gets misplaced, I guess you'd say, and ends up with Morgan Freeman, who is a blonde piano fixing man. And it follows the storyline as they grow together. Bob Hoskins is trying to find Danny because uh, they got beat up during a, a, a job or whatever. And it's just, it's very good. It's got great action. And I really like the story, so that doesn't happen often, so it could be good. I think that is it. They also tease things about the future, stuff like Fantastic Four, I guess, which whatever, I don't care. Uh, I've never really cared all that much about Fantastic Four, but again, I haven't read many Marvel comics, so I'm sure there are some great comics that people could recommend and I could read and be like, huh, Fantastic Four is actually pretty damn cool. And not just have the, the movies to go off of. And then they 
announced that I don't believe there's a movie or a series or anything announced for the character, but that Mahershala Ali, I believe that's how you pronounce his first name. I think that's his first name, but um, Mahershala Ali will be joining the MCU as Blade. And this is very good because I love Blade, the character. I think the first Blade movie is fantastic. The second one, it's all it's all right. Uh, it's it's, it's overhyped. I've come to realize over time that I'm not the biggest fan of Guillermo del Toro in terms of because I'm not sure if he also wrote it, but yeah, um, his stories that usually accompany his movies don't do all that much for me. But from a visual standpoint, he's fantastic. You know, I I think. He probably would excel at adapting other people's work. And maybe he does it a lot. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm completely wrong. And he doesn't excel at that because he's done that and it hasn't worked. Like uh, I had to have to rewatch um, Pan's Labyrinth to see if I still really like that from a story standpoint. But rewatching the first Hellboy, it had a strong opening, but then it kind of meanders and goes on too long. And has some really bad points. Mimic starts strong, ends horribly. Um, but I think there were like studio problems there. Blade Two, I just didn't give a shit about the story. And in a way, it seems like his uh, that it was Guillermo del Toro's way of making a Strain movie without making a Strain movie. Because like, who wants to see a Strain movie? Nobody's heard of Strain, but we've heard of Blade. So just put your Strain vampires in our Blade shit, and let's call it a day. Um, Shape of Water, visually, very cool. I like I like the look of the monster, but I didn't care for the story. Uh, Pacific Rim is fucking garbage. That that is just hot trash from start to finish. How people like that, I don't understand. Because it's it's amazing that a movie about giant robots and giant monsters could be as boring as Pacific Rim is. But it is boring as fucking hell. It is so fucking boring. Um. Where am I going with all this? Yeah. So he's he's joining the MCU as Ali uh, as Blade, which uh, is cool. And if you don't know who he is, he was in Moonlight in the first segment as the father figure. He's probably most notable in terms of Marvel stuff as being the bad guy at the the beginning of Luke Cage for the first half of the first season of the series. He was the the bad guy who was then killed by the woman who was played by, I can't remember. But uh, he's also in Green Book um, and some other stuff. He hasn't done all that much, but I really like him in the stuff I've seen. And he has a really strong, quiet, calm presence that I, I really like. He's very watchable. I like him. I think there's something about him that's alluring in a way so i'm excited about that because if i thought about who i'd want to play blade i probably wouldn't be able to think of anyone because i'm i'm so i have wesley snipes so ingrained in my head it was annoying though seeing on twitter uh, some people taking someone's original tweet that was that blew up about wesley snipes uh, during I don't know which blade, but 
him refusing to open his eyes and them having to use CGI to digitally uh, put his eyes, his open eyes on his non-open-eyed face. And then just seeing people, instead of retweeting that or whatever, just copying it practically word for word and tweeting it out as themselves. I don't like that. That is, that's real trashy behavior. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Kind of just meandered on for a, a while there, didn't I? So I've played Resident Evil 2 Remake. I haven't finished it yet. I'm not sure how far I am in it. I feel like I'm pretty far. It, it, it's going, al- uh, it's going along much quicker than Resident Evil 1 Remake from what I can tell, which took me, I think a little over 10 hours. And I do take my time which is something at a certain point in Resident Evil 2 you can't do when Mixer Mr. X shows up. But I'm at the point where I, I've collected all the chess pieces now and I just have to open the door or whatever and save Ada. So that's where I am in the game if you played it. And yeah, am I far? Am I, cl- am I close to finishing it? You can tell me if you want. But I am loving it a lot. It's, it's so fucking beautiful. It, it might be the prettiest game i've ever played though i'm sure part of that is the fact that they use the darkness to their advantage i'm guessing i have no knowledge but i'm guessing that they're able to use the fact that so much of the game is shrouded in in darkness to their advantage and, and hiding potential low quality textures and whatnot in the darkness even though you do have a flashlight and everything it still is relatively dark around you i've seen a little weird things texture-wise um, going on uh, when I've booted the game up. But for the most part, it just looks stunning. And the way it can transition from cutscene to in-game gameplay is really nice as well. It's just, it's it's a fucking beautiful game. And it's scary as shit. This might be the scariest game that I've ever played and kept playing. Stuff like, uh, what is it? Amnesia. I played through that. I was scared. When I saw the first monster, when the first monster showed up, I stopped playing. I've never returned to it. Because I, I don't like the idea of just having to run away and hide and sneak and all this and, and just avoid a monster. I want to have some kind of agency, which you do have in Resident Evil 2, but... When Mr. X showed up, I was like, nope, nope. I was very nervous. And when he showed up, I ran away. I thought maybe I could hide and he would eventually get tired and just disappear. But then I I left again and I could hear his footsteps coming again. His footsteps are terrifying. When he sees you, it's terrifying. There are times where I hear his footsteps. I'm like, wait, wait, where is he? And then I'm, I'm getting ready to go down the ladder in the library. And it says, nope, you can't do this. You can't, you can't act with this object right now i'm like why not i'm like oh shit it's because he's coming up the ladder that son of a bitch and another point when you're in the lobby of the police station i thought i was safe in there i'm like there's a typewriter here he can't come in here right there's a typewriter and an item box this is like a giant safe room he can come in there and i was not happy when i realized that but How you know that Resident Evil 2 is a great game is that despite being scared out of my mind, 
despite finding every dealing with Mr. X incredibly unpleasant, I'm still playing the game and loving every second of it. It's, I guess this is what a lot of people like about scary games is the feeling you get with this. I don't like it. it it's very stressful. After my first encounter with Mr. X, I was sweating. I was literally sweating. My pits were moist. They were so moist. Moist, 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 ASMR moist. And that was not fun. I was so nervous because I was just going around. I'm like, why won't, why won't he just leave me alone? It's very mean. What, what did I ever do? To Mr. X. And then there was a point where I'm going to the clock tower to get this object. And I'm running away from him. And I'm like, oh god, let's just let, I need to get this done. And then two zombies come out of nowhere. I'm like, I do not have time for you fucking zombies. Then when I met Ada Wong, she was sassing me. Giving me a bunch of lip. And I was like, I do not have time for this, woman. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I am still on edge over this Mr. X person. Just zip it. Zip it. I don't have any time for your lip. So, clearly, uh, we, we now know that Resident Evil 2 and Mr. X brings out the sexist in me. <laughs> but uh, it's a beautiful game. It's it's great. It's, it's going to be really hard to decide when all is said and done which one I prefer. Because they are very different. And I wouldn't call Resident Evil 2 Remake an action game. Uh, just because, to me, as soon as Mr. X shows up, it's not an action game where a, a giant monster man who's monster mashing all over the place is chasing you. And you could you could down him so that he can get by, but he can't kill him. That's not action. That's fucking terrifying. And, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I wish I had the means currently. I like I have my PS3. I don't want to fucking deal with that. But, like, this is a point where I, I wish I had something like the Polymega that would be really convenient and give me, I'm pretty sure, a much better image than the PS1 backward compatibility on PS3. As far as I know, the, the the look isn't that great. I guess uh, PS... Or maybe they look all right. I can't remember. I think maybe there's like a weird thing where downloadable versions of PS1 games look uh, noticeably worse than the disc version. Not sure about that. And I think, I think someone said that the playing a PS1 game on a PSP, which you then output to a TV is the best way. I'm not sure. Um, but I wish I could uh, go and just play a little bit of the original and compare them. I'm also going to check out the extras because I think they've added a few things post-release, little mini missions or something. So, yeah, excited to finish that. And... I kind of want to replay it again. Maybe play as Claire and all that. Uh, so we shall see how that goes. And then Streets of Rogue. Still playing that, but I haven't played it in a few days because I've focused on Resident Evil 2. And I'm I'm still loving that game. I realized when I was thinking, what is my game of the year for 
2019 there aren't that many games and then i remembered fucking apex legends came out this year i play it every day and i played so much of it at this point that i feel like i've been playing it for more than a year but it's been less than a year so that's definitely my number one i don't see that changing but as it stands i'm guessing the way it will go is apex legends then either streets of rogue or resident evil 2 and then a plague tale innocence um Nothing's in concrete yet, except Apex Legends at number one. I don't see anything taking that. But uh, I guess number five would maybe be Mario Maker at this point, just because what else is there for me? Uh, and, but uh, Streets of Rogue, still playing it, loving it. I really love the way in which all the characters, I mean, a good chunk of the characters feel very different and offer different ways of playing the game, different play styles. And I messed around with the character creation some more, and I think I found something that I really like, and I want to try and be as good and as clean as possible and drive my electability up so that I can become the mayor and people will like me. So I'm focusing on tranquilizer, darts, and ammunition, and taking out people non-lethally, doing things quietly, and hacking on all that, so... I created a custom character. I just created myself, and I changed the the outcome of him. Uh, I gave him the trait camouflage, you know, invisible. And then I I had him, I had them start with a handful of hacking tools and the tranquilizer gun and hypnotizer tools. And that's pretty much it. They're not great in terms of stats, but they have tools that will help them make people more friendly to their actions so that, that's the key and i'm i don't know i think somewhere near the end of the second area i've completed the game twice at this point um but uh with that current character i'm still pretty early on but so far it's going pretty well and i love that game it's so much fun to just mess around and try different things and try different characters i, I learned the, the the strength of the tranquilizer gun when i played as the doctor even though that run didn't last long, I'm like, ooh, I like this. If I had this mixed with some other things, which is why I created the character, I could I could see this playthrough going very well. Uh, I did have a good run with the cop until the fifth area where the stupid rob uh, stupid robots uh, get going and like, hey, you don't have any papers? We're gonna deport you. Or I see there's I can tell there's drugs and alcohol on your person. Give me that shit right now. And I always run away. I don't know what would happen if I'd be like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not resisting what, what they would do. But uh, Streets of Rogue is still fantastic. Resident Evil 2 remake is fantastic. Uh, I believe it's 40% off on Xbox Live for another week as part of the big summer sale. So if you are interested in the game, get it now for cheap. And yeah, that is pretty much it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show, 
or attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.